Alright guys, what's up? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the North Side. I want to wish everybody a good Friday. I am your host, Ulises. Just checking up on you and seeing how you are doing. Yes, today is Good Friday. Um, and as you can clearly see, I have off today. Well, I'm recording this and like I, I had today off, you know, for school district. So I had Monday and then I had Wednesday. And then I have today off. So, yeah, you're, you know, you're probably like, that motherfucker got, <laughs> got three days off in one week. And then I have, of course, Saturday and Sunday because we're not doing our food drives this week. So, anywho, yeah, so today's Good Friday and stuff like that. I'm um, not very busy, but I do have a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're going to be doing our Good Friday service at church. So, of course, I have to go. I got to be there early because, of course, I lead the music at church. So we got that going on. But yeah, uh, Good Friday. For a lot of people that don't know what Good Friday is about, which I'm very surprised. A lot of people don't know what Good Friday is about. Uh, let's talk about it a little bit. So pretty much Good Friday, from what Wikipedia says, is a Christian holiday commemorating the crucifixion of Jesus and his death at Calvary. It is observed during Holy Week as a part of the Pasch. Paschal tree dumb. Sorry if I'm fucking that up, but that's pretty much, or the Easter tritium is what they say on the uh, Friday preceding Easter Sunday and may coincide with the Jewish observance of Passover. So it's also known as Holy Friday, Great Friday, Great and Holy Friday, Holy and Great Friday, and Black Friday. Never heard it called Black Friday before, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, today we celebrate Good Friday. So, pretty much, that's pretty much that's all in a nutshell. Today is the day that uh, Christ was crucified on the cross. So, you know, yeah, I it's kind of, I don't know why they call it Good Friday. It's kind of like, okay, and it was, I mean... From other people, they were like, there's nothing good about it. You know, a man died. But I think from the other side, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a good thing, you know, because of what it represented and what it was, what was going to happen. But, yeah, I, I'm like, Good Friday, whatever. But, yeah, so we celebrate Good Friday. And like I said, this week is Holy Week. So, you know, if you read through uh, the New Testament of the Bible, you know, a lot, <laughs> a lot went on during this week for Jesus and his 12 disciples and stuff like that. You know, uh, everything from being welcomed and uh, having like a little parade for him, you know, to people <laughs> wanting like death for him all in one week. That was one crazy week for him, you know, and like all the stuff that he had to go through through that week is very, very crazy. Um, I know some people don't like talking about religious stuff and, you know, um, you know, that's not their thing or they just don't like talking about it because whatever. It's, it's a very interesting story. You know, um, a lot of crazy stuff happened to him that during one week in one week within a couple of days, you know, a lot of us think that we have bad weeks and you're like, nothing can get worse than this. <laughs> well, buddy. Uh, at least if you can't get crucified, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
all jokes aside, I know it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of in poor taste, but um, sometimes you kind of have to line up the mood, you know. But yes, like I said, it's Holy Week and stuff like that. We have Easter coming up Sunday, which is very exciting for a lot of us. You know, a lot of us like to spend Easter with our family and we like to go to church and stuff like that. So, um, this year, of course, we all get to celebrate Easter because last year we didn't get to because of the whole pandemic and whatnot. You know, they were telling us not to do this and not to do that. So, um, I think last year ended in April, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check. Because I know, I swear, it was like in April last year. Yeah, it was in April. So, it was like a whole month later. Because we started closing down everything like mid-March, I think, in spring break. And like Easter was like that next month. So all of us were just like, can't do anything. So, but this year we got, we got to do stuff and stuff like that. So we, uh, the church that I go to, we decided to have a, um, a drive-through, um, Easter egg hunt. And, um, you know, we were very excited. We were pumped about it. You know, we were going to, like, finally we can do something. Because last year we had, like, this huge thing planned. You know, we had eggs already packed. We had food ready to go. We had all of these things, like, eggs ready to go. And then, of course, everything shut down on us. So, you know, it was, like, a big major just, you know, to us kicking the butt. But this year we were kind of excited to do something at least. Um, that was not the case, though. Um, something uh, happened. The person that usually does our, our um, not animation, but she does like our graphics and stuff like that for our T-shirts, our flyers, our posters, and whatnot. Uh, I guess she didn't notice, but she um, messed up on the address of the um, of the church location and. Um, it led to them to the southwest side of Houston, which is, like, closer to, like, A-Leaf. So, we were all kind of, like, waiting for people because we were, like, you know, like, 70-plus 70, 70 families signed up. So, we had estimated, like, 200-plus kids. So, you know, we made all these eggs. We had food. Um, you know, we were just ready to go. It was very going to be very minimalistic. You know, you sign in. You get food, you go do your egg hunt right here, and yeah, you go. Well, like I said, that didn't happen uh, because the flyer was messed up. So only like seven cars or eight cars showed up. So we were very bummed because nobody, it was only from like one to four. And um, yeah, we were just kind of like stuck with like a bunch of hot dogs and popcorn. And, um, you know, we we were just very bummed out. So... Some of the people from church took hot dogs and took popcorn, you know, what they can. They didn't want to take, like, I, mean, I think we made, like, 200-plus hot dogs. I'm not sure. Maybe 300. Um, and, uh, you know, they took what they can. And my cousin was just kind of, like, down about it. And of course, we all were because, you know, we were all very excited for this as a church. But it just didn't work out. So what I did is I did the smart thing. And I went to, if anybody knows, anybody's from Houston that's listening to this, uh, regardless if you're in Cyprus, regardless if you're in Pasadena, regardless if you're in Katy, Spring, 
um, South Houston, Southwest, East, whatever. You guys know that downtown is, has a lot of homeless people. So um, right under 59, right like next door to Minute Maid Park, um, there's a bunch of like tents. So it's pretty much like like tent city there. And, um, you know, my cousin was like, what are we going to do with like hot dogs? So I was like, you know what? I have an idea. So I drove down there. And you have to be very careful because, you know, you don't know what those people have. They might have a knife. They might try to take your car and they might try to take your money, whatever. You know, not saying that all those people, the homeless people are like that, but you just have to be careful. So um, I had that idea to go down there and I had like four trays of like hot dogs and like two trays of popcorn and then had like a big, big old tub of like waters, like little small ones. And, um, yeah, I passed them out down there. You know, I thought, okay, well, you know, we were trying to help the community in that way, but let's take this right turn and uh, we can help the community this way. So we ended up helping out the homeless and feeding the homeless as well because, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people lost homes, didn't know where to stay, so a lot of people became homeless. You know, and it's funny because I saw something um, on the news talking about like the, the rate of homelessness went up because they're in the pandemic and stuff like that. And so I figured, you know, might as well help them out. You know, uh, we're a church. Our mission is to spread the gospel. Our mission is to want to help our community and, and, and spread God's love through the community. So that's what we did. <laughs> and that's what I did because it was just me by myself. So I went and I gave them like hot dogs and they were like, I like popcorn. I like, you know, like take as many popcorn boxes if you want. You know, I have some water guys. If you want to get some water they had, they got hot dogs. I didn't give them any like ketchup or mustard. It was just plain old weenies and the, and the bread, but they didn't complain. They were very happy that people were giving them food. And, um, I thought it was kind of funny because, um, I noticed there's this truck on the other side. And it was like a mobile shower, I guess. You know, there's this organization that lets homeless people take showers. And they give them fresh clothes and stuff like that. Because, you know, there's no showers out there. The Star Hope is like right next door. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to the Star Hope. So, um, I stopped right in front of that truck. And I was like, hey, guys, if, you know, y'all hungry? I have some hot dogs if y'all hungry, you know, because they're, they're helping out. And they kind of looked at me like kind of weird and kind of funny, like, the fuck is this dude you know and this one chick came up to me she was like oh no we're not hungry um she's like you're the fifth car that came by here today to drop off food and i was like okay you know um that happens a lot here so what's new so i was like yeah and you know hey we're a church and we had some food left over and we wanted to donate well not donate but we wanted to give away to the homeless and the girl's like oh no they got all they got everything they need but if you want to help out somebody for real, go over there by Allen Parkway. And I was like, what do you mean help out somebody for real? Like, you don't think like these people need help regardless of you giving them fresh clothes and um, blankets and a pillow? I mean, yeah, that's cool. But like, do they have food? You know, they don't have like coolers of food like we do. They're not. They're less fortunate than we are. So I was like, you know what? Fuck that bitch. So what I did, I drove around um, the whole north side area because it was like, hey, look, there might be some homeless people over here. 
you know, I noticed they always jumped the train, the metro rail and stuff like that. But I didn't see any there. So I started to drive by 45 and cross zippers. And there's a lot of homeless people there. You know, they come from the metro rail. So they, they park there and they chill and stuff like that. So I found a couple of people I gave some food to. And um, we have a lot of right in between like airline and um, like it's like airline and like the what's it called? Not the freeway, the, uh, um, I forgot what it's called. Anyway, but it's like 45 and airline. There's like, uh, streets that intersect. And, um, uh, there's a lot of street vendors. And they're not selling like paletes or elote or anything. It's the ones that sell the flowers. And they sell like cotton candy and stuff like that. So, well, um, I see them a lot. And there was this one lady. She wanted me to, she wanted to sell me flowers, but I was like, no, 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 I don't want these flowers. I was like, I'm going to give you some food. And, you know, those people, they don't have a lot of money because the money that they're making is either going to go to their families. So I, um, I gave her some hot dogs and I gave her some popcorn and I gave her like a bunch of waters because she has a little container, you know, where they put the flowers in and I gave her like a bunch of water. She was like really thankful. And I know she probably shared it with some of the other street vendors because there's two on each side. So, you know, um, with all this stuff that's going on with the street vendors in California, you know, we have to do something here in Houston as well. Uh, I thank God that nothing like that happens to them here because a lot of them are strapped and they carry shit with them. Um, you know, either it's machetes or they have a gun for real or they have pepper spray and stuff like that. They're, very, they're, they're strapped here. You know, it's, it's the South. You've you got to have something on you regardless of whatever you go. But um, the ones that are in LA are, you know, they don't have that necessarily. So, um, um, but yeah, I wanted to give to them because I know, you know, hey, these people, they're hungry. They don't, they, the only money that they make is to go to their families. So, you know, it's like, I can't take like 20 bucks for me and then buy some food because I'm hungry. It's like, no, I got to give this to my family. So um, after that, I went around by my house. There's a lot of homeless people there too. Gave the rest of the food, gave us the water. And I, uh, you know, I necessarily wasn't doing this for like recognition. I didn't go on Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok to like do this because it's like I could give less a shit if somebody filmed me because, you know, it's what I'm doing is not for what they say clout or recognition. or It's like, hey, look, God knows what I'm doing. God knows what the intention is in my heart. And he sees that. So I don't care if anybody else sees it. This is what I'm doing. And, you know, and like I said, it was collectively as a church. Sorry. Um, I had a burger joint earlier and I had the chili cheese, chili queso fries. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had these fries. But I did. And they came up on me. So I'm sorry if you guys saw my face. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but yeah. So this week has been very. It's very chill, you know. Uh, as you can see, I got my Astro hat on. So I'm representing because uh, baseball season started yesterday. So even though I did not get to watch all of the game, well, the whole game yesterday against the Athletics, um, I still saw what was left and the boys won 8-1. to So it's a really great way to start off the season. So congrats to you guys. Let's do it again against Oakland. Fuck Oakland. 
Fuck Mike Fires. Fuck the whole <laughs> California people. No, guys, I'm just joking. Not everybody. You know, I'm cool with some of those guys out there. But if you guys are listening out there in California and you are Oakland fans and you were booing us, um, how'd that work out for you? You know, it's not, hey, we didn't say anything. It was your player that ratted out on us. So it's not like you guys weren't hiding anything in the early mid 80s with uh, Mark McGuire and uh, Jose Canseco. But hey, the past is the past. So whatever. <laughs> Anywho. Um, oh, there goes my phone. You know, it's funny because every time I have somebody on the show, I'm like, hey, dude, um, silence your phone so then, you know, it doesn't get in the way of the show. And here I am, have my phone, you know. And I was like, I make myself look bad. Anywho, but yeah, uh, I wanted to have the De Los Reyes guys back on the show to talk a little bit about sports. But I know a lot of my listeners are probably like, I don't want to listen to that shit. I don't give a fuck about baseball. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I guess, you know, I love talking sports. I love talking about baseball. I like talking about football. I like talking about basketball, soccer. Even though I don't really watch that much soccer, I do enjoy um, talking about it and thinking, you know, stuff like that. Uh, hockey, I'm starting to get in more into hockey. Um, it's a great sport, you know, it's been, um, it's been, it's been gone too long from Houston. We, uh, had a used hockey team. Um, it wasn't NHL level, but we had one and, um, it was the Houston arrows. So we were, we had a hockey team a long time ago. And I remember going to a couple games when I was younger and, um, you know, it was fun. I mean, we have a very rich history the arrows, you know, we had um, his name is uh, is it Howie Gordy or Gordy? Howie? I'm sorry, I I should know his name because he's a very great uh, hockey player, and um, um, you know, his his sons played for the arrows too. This was kind of like this later back end of his career, and uh, he played here for the arrows. Back then, they had some nice ass fucking jerseys, you know. But the ones I grew up in with, like, the mid-90s and the late, early, mid-2000s um, were nice, too. It was, like, a very dark green, um, like a pine green, and, like, a very dark red, like a brick red. Oh, man, that shit was so nice. Um, but it's hard to find memorabilia for the for the arrows because they've been gone for so fucking long. So if you try to find something, it's either going to be, like, an XL or in a large or in a medium. There's no, like bigger sizes for bigger guys and um i really wish we would have that but i guess we don't own the rights because the team did move and then when the team moved they got disbanded like a couple years later so um there goes that but yeah a lot of us here in houston are hearing rumbles of uh, of an nhl team and i think they said that the arizona team the coyotes i think that's what they're called i'm not sure are thinking of moving out of Arizona. I think it's the Albuquerque Coyotes or something like that. I'm sorry, guys, if, I, if I'm fucking it up. <laughs> you know, I should be checking my phone, but I'm like, eh, I'm smart enough. I think I can do it. But, um, you know, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's like two teams, I think, that are talking about wanting to move to Houston. But with Houston, there's not a really big fan base of hockey, which we're like the fourth largest city in the fucking country. It's in the south, 
doesn't really get cold here. I mean, it gets cold, but it doesn't snow here. So it's kind of like mm, we don't have the what's it called the um not the geography. We don't have the demographics for um for an NHL hockey team. You know, you don't see kids rollerblading or playing street hockey. I don't really see kids play street hockey at all anymore. Um, you know, and uh, so a lot of people are like, well, you know, we would love to have a hockey team. We would really support it, but there's the other demographic that are like, no, we don't want it. You know, because most likely it would be in the Toyota Center, and you know, I don't think anybody really wants to like watch hockey in the Toyota Center. But we can only wish and pray. Hopefully we get a hockey team sooner or later. Because I would love to support a hockey team. I would love to go and watch some real NHL teams. And hopefully, like, the Houston team beat the fucking Dallas Stars. Because I hate the Dallas Stars. It's because they're in Dallas. Um, but, yeah, my favorite hockey teams are the Chicago Blackhawks. I like the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I like the... Um, I kind of like the Edmonton Oilers a little bit. Who else do I uh, I enjoy? I'm not a really LA Kings fan. Everybody likes the LA Kings, I guess. But um, who isn't? Uh, damn, I should know. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm learning to get hockey. Um, the Rangers. I do like the Rangers. They're pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so if we had a hockey team, it would be cool. NHL. If anybody from the NHL is listening to this, which I highly doubt it. Uh, let's bring a hockey team to Houston. We can prove them wrong and hopefully have some fan support. It you know so the fan support the fucking the Dynamo. And the Dynamo have been sucking for like the last ten fucking years. Um, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. That's rude. Five fucking years. <laughs> Five fucking years. Six fucking years. You know we haven't won a fucking championship in a long time. When they first got here, they used to be the San Jose um, Earthquakes. And then they moved to Houston, and they won back-to-back championships. And then, like, a couple years passed, and then they won another uh, MLS championship. So I was like, okay, look, our team's really fucking good. But it's kind of gone down the toilet. Gone down the toilet, you know, these past half a decade. Maybe more. So nobody really goes. I haven't gone to a Dynamo game. And it's kind of like, you, you would think I would go, but it's like, I can never find anybody who wants to go. You know, it's like, hey, let's go watch a soccer game. You know, and it's like, well, let's go to an Astros game. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to go either. Dude, I literally go to games with my fucking self. It's either me or I used to have my cousin go with me or my girlfriend would go with me. But mainly 90% of the time I go to Astros games by myself and I do not fucking give a shit you know i enjoy it i have fun yeah it does kind of suck because you like you don't have nobody sitting next to you talking to you but it's like i sit up way up there well i used to sit up way up there and just relax enjoy the view enjoy the game breathe taking on the baseball um just the vibes and so- <laughs> The vibe. Sorry, Jose. I know Jose's probably listening to us. He's like, there he goes again with same fucking vibes, you know. It's just the whole atmosphere of baseball. I love baseball. You know, I played baseball when I was younger. Um, when I got older, I think when I was like, thir- I was like, you know, hey, I want to be a baseball player. And I told people that I'm going to be a fucking baseball player. I'm really fucking good. And then, like, when I tried out for high school, I, like, sucked. And I was like, 
Yeah, no, I don't want to be a baseball player anymore. I tried out for football. Um, never even got like halfway to the door to football. I tried for basketball. That didn't work out either. So what did I do? I ended up just going to what I know best, which is music. But I didn't even join band. I was just my own little thing. I had like took my guitar to school and stuff like that. So I just fuck around and play. But um, yeah, I kind of started like that whole trend taking like their instruments to school because a lot of people started doing it. And then, um, yeah, so a lot of people were like, who started that? It was me. It was me. Nobody wants to say it, but it's me. I'm going to take full control of it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that's been going on this week. Um, if you guys didn't know, but so everybody knows who Little Nas X is, right? Um, he's the guy that did the Old Town Road. Came out in like 2019, I think. We're going to look this up because uh, <laughs> we should. I don't want to get my shit wrong. So let's look up. And this episode is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. That is not a sponsor, but I highly suggest you use it. You know, Google and um, all these other places track what you're searching for. And of course, they're going to block a lot of stuff. And make sure you don't see a lot of articles that you're looking for. So, you know, like, say if you're looking for, just going to start it out, like Donald Trump, you know, Google is going to post certain articles for you and stuff like that, you know, because it's like they want you to see this. But with DuckDuckGo, excuse me, um, it gives you everything. And they don't, you know, they don't check on your history. They don't search and shit. They don't, you know, spy on you. So, but yeah, Little Nas X, the dude is born in 1999. Oh my God. His birthday's coming up soon. Huh. Um, that's so weird, man. It's like, I was born in 93, you know, my little, my youngest brother is born in 99. So, you know, he just turned 22, um, you know, uh, last week. And, um, you know, it was really weird because it's like all these kids now, like musicians and shit like that. I look them up and I'm like, born in 1999, born in 2003, born in 2005. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. When I was in t- 2005, I was fucking like 12 years old, man. You know? It's so weird. I mean, I know people will probably look at me now and they're like, 1993, that was like when I was like 24 years old. Or that was like when I was 12 or 13, you know. <sighs> oh. Okay, anyways. Um, but yeah, so anyways, everybody knows who Little Nas X is. He came out with Old Town Road, early 2019. So this is before the pandemic and all that shit. And I remember hearing that song and I was like, what the fuck is this song about? Uh, you know, something about Old Town Road, I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got all, I'm like, what the fuck is this song? And I would li- I remember listening to ESPN radio and they were talking about this this song. I'm like, yeah, this song is good. This guy, you know, he's nineteen, you know, he's not signed by a major label. He he put this song on his own, blah 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 blah. They were applauding him for that. And it was like and then the song took over the whole fucking year. And, like, he became, like, this big-ass celebrity for this stupid-ass song to a point where he got remixed and had Billy Ray Cyrus, which, 
Come on, Billy Ray. You're better than that, bro. I mean, not, no, no. You know what? I expect this shit of Billy Ray Cyrus. The dude fucking put his daughter, he pimped his daughter out to fucking Disney, pretty much. Had her own show, and now this is why she's fucked up. Um, but yeah, he was on the remix and shit like that. I think he said, like, if it got to, like, number one or some shit like that, he would buy them. Some kind of fucking sports car, some shit like that. I don't remember. Anyways, so the song got very popular. He got very popular. He started getting all this recognition and shit like that. And then, um, I think like maybe a couple months later, I think like towards the end of the year, he came out as gay. And I was like, okay. I mean, I don't think anybody really necessarily cares. I mean, that's cool for you that you feel like you had to come out, but it's like, there's something more, there's more to that than him coming out, because for a lot of people, they keep their shit on the down low, you know, a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'm gay, you know, they don't go on fucking social media and blast it, you know, uh, like, I, you find that a lot of people are gay, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool for them, hey, if they're happy, they're happy, whatnot, whatever. But with him, it's kind of like it blew up because everyone was like, oh, my gosh, he's gay. You know, is this what the song be? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Seriously. So, you know, then he started doing his, his album and stuff like that. He came up with other songs. And this dude has been like, it's like not controversial stuff, but like shit has always happened to this guy. So he has this one song. I think it's called Panini. Not named after the sandwich. I think it's like named after some chick. I forgot. But if you listen to the song, it sounds like Nirvana. It sounds like um, it's not come as you. You you would think I would know this. Uh, it's not lithium. Damn. <laughs> I feel bad because I was like I should know this song from Nirvana. Uh. In Bloom. Why do I always forget that song? Anyways, so it sounded like In Bloom. And what did he fucking do? I don't know what that fucking... I never heard fucking that song before. I didn't know it sounded like that. He was like, I just heard it in a dream. And I was like, this is a good, you know, uh, rhythm and hook and stuff like that. And he made it. And then people were like, motherfucker, that sounds like In Bloom. I never heard of Nirvana before. And I'm like, you're dumbass. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. You have probably heard In Bloom somewhere when you were fucking in uh, fucking Hot Topic or Spencer's and just didn't pay attention to the music. And then one day it just hits you and you're like, that's a good, that's a good rhythm. That's a good beat, you know, whatever. So he ended up making it and then they ended up like suing him. And I think he ended up having to pay some money. But then he put like Kurt Cobain <laughs> And the credits as a songwriter. And I'm like, this dude stays fucking making money, man. Fucking, fuck, God bless Kurt Cobain. I know he's he's long gone, but the dude is still fucking making an impact in music today. <laughs> he's like, I'm fucking taking your money, bitch. That's the same thing with, uh, if, you know, if you guys don't know, back in the 60s, same shit happened to the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys made, I forgot what the name of the song was. But it sounded very eerily similar to a Chuck Berry song. So Chuck heard that shit and was like, motherfuckers took my shit. 
I think this is yeah, I think he hits something like some fucking white boys took my music. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And uh he ended up going to court. And they ended up having to write him in <laughs> as a songwriter and give him credit. So I was like, damn, Chuck's making money. But um so anyways, he he released an album. I think he did a song with like Cardi B. I don't remember. But um you know, everyone has been talking about Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X. I'm like, oh my god, nobody fucking cares about this dude. You know, and this is just me personally. I might sound like a fucking old ass dude, but it's like nobody gives a shit. I don't give a shit. He doesn't have any music that I like. That old song, that song, Old Town Road, sounds like it's. It seems like it's something for kids, but if you really like listen to the fucking lyrics, it's like who the fuck said this is for kids. You know, anyways, long story short, he ends up coming on with this song called, uh, what the fuck is it called? Let's look at his career. This is all on this. <sighs> boop, 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 boop. Anyways, Montero. So, You know, it, 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 he comes out with a song, which is pretty much called Montero. But the funny thing is, that's the that's his name. His name is Montero. So I think the song is about him. And um, we're gonna look up the lyrics to the song because I never really did. But um, this song has been on huge controversy because of the music video that came out for it. So pretty much. It's like a whole Adam and Eve situation. He ends up like getting seduced by the snake, which is also played by him. And then he like makes out with the fucking snake. It's weird. And then um, he like goes in front of like court in front of like tons, tons of him, like little like other, other images of him and stuff like that. And I think he like... I don't know if he's in heaven. I haven't seen... I've never really saw the video. I don't really care to see it, but I've seen a lot of people review it. So, pretty much, he ends up, like, going to hell uh, on a stripper pole, which is kind of weird. (laughs) And then he sees the devil, and then he, like, grinds on the fucking devil, gives him a lap dance, and it looks like he's fucking, like, fucking him, which is kind of really disgusting. It's kind of weird. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Hey, yo, what the fuck? Seriously, like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck perceived you to think, yo, in this part of the, <laughs> the fucking music video, I'm going to fuck the devil. Um, they're put, I don't know who his, like, fucking director was, but they were just like, sure, fuck it. Yeah, you know, let him fuck the devil, I guess. And so, like, he, like, he grinds the devil, and he's got, like, these long-ass fucking dreads. They're all red. He's wearing, like, high heel, like, all the way up to his knees, fucking latex boots, like a stripper. He's in some kind of, like, underwear. They look like they're from Mack Weldon. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he, like, fucking, like, fucks the devil and some shit like that. And then I think, like, he comes around... And I guess the devil's just like, oh, whatever. Hey, fuck it. I got a lap dance by Lil Nas X. And then he, like, snaps his neck and then, like, takes his horns. And then that's the end of the video. And I was like, what the fuck? But 
that's just the gist of why people are fucking upset. So another reason why people are upset is because Mischief, who is like this designer who doesn't work for Nike. He's just a guy who like makes who likes makes who likes making custom shoes and shit like that. You know, and um he had already done this one thing. Yeah, so he worked with like Nonas X. But like I said before, he made these holy water shoes. So um they're like I think they're Nike ninety seven. I don't know what the name of the shoes are, but they're all white and it has like this certain kind of blue color to it. It had there's like a crucifix cross on like the tongue. And like at the bottom of the shoe in the little bubble is like holy water. And a lot of people I remember like, what the fuck? It's kind of weird. I was like, why would you make a shoe like that? You know, a lot of people were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I'm like, mm, not necessarily. Like, this is kind of like making fun of this crap, you know. So anyways, he ended up collabing with Little Nas X, I think, for that music video. So he ends up taking that same shoe, but he ends up taking it and making it black and red. And then he puts the um, the fucking, uh, I don't it's the pendulum or I forget the pentagram. I'm sorry. He puts the pentagram on the tongue. And if you don't know what the pentagram is, Google it and check it out. Um, it's very satanic. And um, he ended up putting like this Bible verse. I think it's like Luke 10, 18. And for a lot of people that don't know what Luke 10, 18 uh, says, we're going to look this up in the Bible. So pretty much it says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan and lightning fall from heaven. So I don't know why he took that verse. That's weird, you know, to think in the first place. But pretty much, uh, you know, if you read this chapter and stuff like that, it talks about something else. Um, I forget what this was this part of the uh, scripture was talking about. But yeah, he uses that verse. And some other stuff. And then um, he uh, he supposedly there's like a drop of like human blood in the shoe, which I highly doubt it because that's very unsanitary and very disgusting. And um, yeah, a lot of people, he got a lot of shit for it, like a lot of shit. Like he was blowing up everywhere because of that shit. And, you know, it's like. Why would you think that was a good idea? I know shock, shock cells, you know, shock shit shells. Should I say that five times? You know, like shocking imagery and stuff like that. That sells, of course, you know, why not? Like Marilyn Manson, that sells, Slipknot, stuff like that. That sells. It's it's shocking, but people are like, they're drawn to it. So it's like, they're going to want that. So he ends up doing this. He, and the funny thing, he sells, uh, I think they're for like 1000 and eighteen dollars, which is funny because it's it's commemorating the verse in Luke ten eighteen, and he only made well they only made six hundred and sixty six pairs of the shoes, and I think they sold out in like minutes or some shit like that. And uh, like I said, a lot of people got sh- he got a lot of shit for that. A lot of people in the hip hop community because it's like, yo, dude, I have kids, man. You know they like your song Old Town Road, but now. It's like, I can't fuck with you because you're doing this kind of shit. You know, and like I said, 
There's a, you you have creative control, whatever you want to do. If I if I was a musician and I had this platform, I would do what I want to do because that's me. But I feel like he he necessarily knew what this was gonna do, so he did it. And as like his agent and the record company and shit like that, this this is on you too, guys, because you should have saw this and been like, hey. This is not, this is, no, I don't think this, we should do this, you know, this is not really good, this is not the image we want to put out, you know, you know, we, we, we have this image for you, we think that you should follow this, and he's probably like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, you know, and he, like I said, he got a lot of shit for it, but a lot of people were like, oh, he's so brave, and blah, 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 and I'm gonna get into later why he's doing all this shit, so, um, but yeah, he got a lot of shit from the, from the community, a lot of people on TikTok and Instagram and, and, and Facebook. Nobody says Snapchat anymore because nobody goes on fucking Snapchat. But, um, yeah, he got a lot of shit for it. A lot of the Christian TikTokers, which is funny to say, um, were, like, giving him shit about this and just, like, roasting his fucking ass. And I was like, yo, what? Damn. So pretty much, um, let's go back to this. Mm, tweets. Let's go to his tweets. Okay, we get that. And it's like I I don't feel bad for this guy. But it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You know? I'm sorry. I'm trying to find, like, his tweets. So, pretty much, he said the reason he wanted to do this or, like, why is because, I guess, him as growing up in in church or whatever, maybe his grandmother or his parents took him to church or whatnot. Um... They, I guess, cast him out because I guess he was gay or they knew he was gay. And, um, you know, I'm going to admit this in, in the Christian community and the church community, regardless, you know, whether it be Christian, Catholic or whatever like that. We have a problem where we don't think before we say shit. We kind of just act out and say, you know, blah, 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 you know, so I feel like he thought, hey, the safest place for me to be is in church, people should accept me for who I am, well, that necessarily is not true, some of it is, but not really, but, um, you know, I guess they talked about him and, and said that he was going to go to hell, and, and blah, 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 so I guess he took that to heart, so when he figured out, hey, if I ever have a platform, I'm going to show these people, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to do whatever and, you know, shock value them and whatever. You know, you guys made me feel this way. Now I'm going to make you feel this way. And, you know, to be honest with you, that's kind of petty bullshit. If you ask me, you know, it's like, OK, ooh, I'm going to use my platform to make you people mad because you made me mad. You know, and I got banned, not banned, but um, I got a lot of notifications from places 
that I follow on Facebook, they were saying you can't post here for like two for like two days or whatever. I'm just checking. Because I had put they had put something like that and I put like a little crying face. You know, to be honest with you, this is my opinion. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care whatever if you get mad at me for this. This is my opinion. He's acting like a little pussy ass bitch. You know, I get it. I get it. You know, you feel like I'm, I, you know, they did me wrong. I'm going to do that wrong. I get that. That's human. Um, that's pretty much, that's what we want to do as humans. We want to take revenge on people, you know, and you cannot, I have, a, I know a lot of people that said the same thing as well. And they weren't, some of them weren't even gay and some were aren't. You know, uh, my cousin, he has felt casted out from church, you know, a long time ago. Um, You know, he was doing, he acted a certain way and stuff like that. And I guess a lot of church, a lot of people in church were like, uh, we don't want our kids to hang out with you because you're a bad example. And he took that to heart and he still does. And he's, he's a grown man. And I've told him, I'm like, dude, you have to get over that, man. You were a kid. I get the church hurts people. But you have to understand this. And guys, if you're listening to this and you feel the same way that like the church hurt you or Christianity hurt you, um, it was not Christianity that hurt you. It was people, people who claim to be Christians, Christian people who are Christians. We hurt you. And it's not we're not. You should not you should. I know it's hard to forgive people, but you have to understand that. Because we're we're Christians and we claim that title, we are we're still regular people. We're still sinners. Um, we're gonna fuck up. We're gonna say shit that we don't think about. We put our foot in our mouth a lot. I do that, you know. And I feel like like you know, like I said, he's he's a punk ass bitch. He's acting like a pussy ass bitch because, you know, that's not the thing to do. You shouldn't be like, well, I'm gonna use, you know. I'm going to use my platform and so show you how I felt when you did this to me. And there's a lot of people who retweeted that or re-Instagrammed that, reposted that, and were like, oh, I have so much respect for him. Oh, he's so cool. And I'm like, you guys are stupid. You guys are stupid. And you know who you are. You know who you are saying respect because he posted that. You know, oh, you guys hurt me because I was gay and this and that. And I'm like, okay, that's a pussy-ass excuse, dude. That's a pussy-ass excuse. You know, like I'm saying, we in the church have a bad, we have a bad um, track record of not accepting people who they are and and loving them still. I mean, regardless of whatever, we as Christians believe that homosexuality, homosexuality is wrong. It's a sin, you know, and we should not, should not hate the person because they're gay. We should still love the person regardlessly. You know, Jesus taught us to love one another. You know, love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, treat others the way you would want to be treated. That's the golden rule. That's what I was taught. And I feel like this generation has not been taught that. But the thing is, like I said, we have a bad track record of that. And instead of saying and observing, okay, this young person is gay. This man and woman is gay. This man and woman is transgender or whatnot. Okay, I necessarily don't agree with their life choices. But 
I'm going to push all that aside and I'm still going to love them as a person, regardless, you know, because Jesus never did that. Jesus was, you know, there's so many stories in the Bible um, with Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector. You know, there was the blind man who couldn't see. There was the, the man who was pretty much paralyzed and his friends brought him to Jesus. They they put a hole in the roof and lowered him down just because, you know, they, they wanted to help his friend. You know, there was the, the person who was a prostitute. You know, there were, there were so many, there's so many people in the Bible that Jesus could have been like, oh, you know, you're sick or you're blind or you're poor or you're this and that. Any other human being would be like that. We are all like that. We cannot say that we're not like that. But Jesus was never like that. Jesus accepted them with open arms and said, come to me, you know, um, and we should be the same thing. We should be. We as Christians are supposed to be Christ-like. Like I talked with Sandra last episode, you know, we need to be more Christ-like. And as the church, we fucked up. <laughs> we can't say, oh, we screwed up. Or we messed. No, we fucked up. We've been fucking up for a long time. You know, and we're known for that shit. You know, and I'm sorry to Lil Nas X, whoever hurt you, whatever church, whatever, you know, deacon, whatever pastor, whatever... Sunday school teacher, whatever friend that hurt your feelings, I'm sorry, dude, but you, it, there is no excuse to use that to do shit like this because that's petty. That's very petty. That's like, you know, people accept this. People think, oh, this is respect. This is, you know, this is this is uh, brave of him. But if I were to say, if I got hurt by the LGBTQIA whatever community and I ended up getting a platform just like him. And I was like, you know what? You guys screwed me over. You guys fucked me over and made fun of me and hurt my feelings. I'm going to do something to show you how I felt what you did to me. People would be all on my ass about that. People would be criticizing me. I would get canceled. I would not get, I would not be popular. People would stop listening to my music or my podcast. You know, I would get casted out. But with Little Nas X and because it's Christianity, oh, it's so brave. But that's it's dumb, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, but I, I just think that it's a stupid excuse and a very poor excuse for him to say stuff like that, you know, and um, so, yeah, so they're like, you know, praising this guy and stuff like that. And I don't know, I necessarily just I don't think it's right. I think it's stupid, you know. And, you know, he, Nike's suing him because of the shoes and stuff like that. So, um, Nike's like, hey, we don't we don't want to be associated with that, you know. Like I said, that's just my point of view. That's my opinion. I feel like if somebody else were to do this, but it's the other way around, it would get hated on. But since it's him and it's Christianity, it's like, fuck Christianity, fuck all these people, you know. Like I said, we... We as Christians have done a bad job, and um, we need to learn from our mistakes because we've been doing it for such a long time, and we need to be better at it. We need to read the Bible that we actually say that we read and apply it to our lives and be more Christ-like and learn to love and accept the person but reject the sin because we still are selfish sinners, you know, and... um,
But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I just think that it's it's really stupid, the whole thing with him. And I hope that somehow, some way, somebody can come into his life and be the shining light and the example that he needs, that he should have had from the beginning. But we'll see. Anyways, uh, what else can we talk about? So... Uh, this month We're going to talk about some of the stuff that's going down this month So next week is our small business episodes And I'm very excited about that Because we're doing that episode with Pop Soap And High Maintenance Smoke Shop So High Maintenance Smoke Shop Is a business started by Aiden slash Fidel uh, Who's been on the show before And um, he started this last year during the pandemic And um, even though his business is very small it's starting to get a little bit of traction here and there. Um, you know, they have a very big, somewhat presence on social media. You know, the local market, uh, posting TikTok videos, posting Instagram videos, um, and stuff like that. So, uh, we're going to have them on the show. We're going to have Pop Soap. Like I said, Pop Soap is a local business that sells some, like, great, awesome soaps, um, lotions, bath bombs, deodorants, stuff like that. Um, we're going to have them on the show. Like I said, I've been saying it for like the third time and pretty much we're going to talk about how their business, how they started their business, what I, how that idea came to them, um, what they did, you know, to start that idea, how long they've been doing it, how 2020 affected their business. Cause you know, a lot of small businesses, a lot of local businesses shut down and stopped doing what they were doing because, you know, people were out of work, people weren't making money, and people weren't necessarily buying things, stuff like that. You know, and then we're going to talk about, um, you know, how what their plan is for 2021 and what their plans for the future and what they hope for their business and stuff like that. So we have that coming on the show. And then we have um, Amanda Solis, who is also... Uh, the Selena impersonator. If you guys don't know who she is, go ahead and check out some of her YouTube videos. Uh, follow her on Instagram. I think it's Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. Uh, you know, she's getting a lot of traction all through the country. A lot of uh, likes and stuff like that. Um, she does shows. You know, she does parties. She does events. Um, she went to Chicago and threw out the first pitch at the White Sox Stadium. I think it's I forgot the name of their stadium, but she threw out the pitch for the White Sox, which is pretty cool. Um, but <laughs> it's like, um, you're from Texas. Why didn't the Astros ask you? Or why didn't the Rangers ask you? But, um, but yeah, she's going to be on the show and I'm very excited. I have been planning this for like two months. Um, because with the, when I started season four, I had this idea where I wanted to have her or somebody, or just a couple people just like talk about um, Selena because the day we are recording is actually Selena's 50th birthday. And it's also my mom's birthday. Her and my mom share the same day, same birthday. So um, I wanted to have her on the show and I was like, fuck, how am I going to do this? I don't, I don't want to ask her too early, but I don't want to ask her too late, you know, because as me, I like scheduling. Um, guest early so then they can have an idea 
okay, this is the day that he wants to record. We're going to start promoting and stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. So um, I asked her a couple weeks ago, and her agent um, got back to me, and we agreed, and I was like, oh, right, that's fucking awesome. And um, I was like, hey, I'm going to be making flyers for the, for the show. Please go ahead and promote. Which whatever ones guys you like, you know, stuff like that. Just letting you know that I constantly promote. I'm always tagging, stuff like that. So I'm sorry if you get sick and tired of it, but that's what I'm going to do. So I'm very excited for that, like I said. I'm going to talk to her about, like, how she started, where she's from, what gave her the, of course, the idea of being a Selena impersonator, um, you know, the pros and cons of her being in that business, um, you know, um, and stuff like that. And then we're also going to be talking about Selena as well, how how big of an impact and influence it was on her. And it was me as well. You know, I'm a musician. I have been listening to her music ever since I was a kid. You know, that's she's her music has been like in my family. So, you know, we're going to talk about that stuff as well. So I'm very excited for that. And it's coming out April 17th. So, um, and then I have a episode with Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. So Mega Man, I met on Instagram after I did the, um, I don't know if it was Jose, after I did Jose or it might have been before, when I met Jose, might have been before, but I started following his podcast or he followed me and um, he's a great great guy uh if you follow his podcast it's called the mega man podcast the dude is on his grind every day he's always posting he's always going live he's always doing videos he's doing everything he can just to get his stuff out he is very passionate about what he does and you can tell he enjoys podcasting and he has a great story as well you know um we talked a little bit about his his life and what he's gone through and, and stuff like that you know uh, I'm not going to give too much detail about the about the episode, but, you know, Stephen, um, he was homeless, you know, and um, he was homeless for a couple months, and it just, it, it fucked with him a lot, and he 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 beat that, he overcame that, and, you know, now he's he's living a good life with his kids, you know, and his, his girlfriend and stuff like that, so... Um, he's a very interesting man and a very interesting story. He's been through a lot and, um, I'm very glad to have them on the podcast, you know? And like I said, he's, he's busy. So he's always got, he's always doing other shows with other people. And, uh, we're talking about doing an episode soon, but (laughs) he's booked to like September. So you guys probably won't hear me on the Mega Man podcast till then. So, but it's cool. It's going to, it'll be a couple months. So I'm okay with that, you know? And, um, but I was glad that I, I got the chance to do the episode with him because we originally were supposed to do it in April, which is this month, but we did the episode like a couple weeks ago <laughs> and I was like, no, it was supposed to be April 23rd, but, um, things worked out. Like I said, I got to pre-record and get everything ready and set so everything is edited everything is tip top ready to go so all i have to do is just wait for april 24th to release it and yeah and then at the end of this month it's not necessarily an april episode but it's the first episode of may but we are recording it the last day of april 
I'm having my cousin and uh, Juan back on the show again. So we're just going to talk chick chancy what they're doing, what they're up to and stuff like that. It's going to be fun. I think it's a to-go episode. So, or it's at home. No, it's at home because it's the first. Um, it's kind of like in the middle. It's like, it's the last day. So it's like, you can do it to go or you can just stay at home. I don't know. Uh, next month, I'm not, uh, next month, I already have pretty much next month set up. Well, I have two guests that are super important, but very, not a lot of people know about them. So, um, one's a local comedian. Another one is a, a, another, well, not local, but he's a Texan and, uh, he's got a very, very popular family. Let's just leave it at that. So I'm very, I'm very glad that I got to reach out to him and he agreed to do the show. So, um, y'all keep your eyes out for next month because next month is going to be pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, man, season four is coming to a close. It's already April. We have two more months till the end of season four. And it's kind of like, I want to keep going, but I know that I need to take a break and I need to relax and stuff like that because, um, you know, I have another podcast coming up next month, literally next month. And uh, I need to get all the details and stuff like that ready to go. So, um, that's going to be fun. So, if you guys want to follow that, it's called Bullshitting with the Boys. It's going to be me and my friend Chris. And we're just going to be doing kind of the same outline as this, but we're just going to be talking about sports and whatever and stuff like that. You know, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be just whatever, you know. It's not going to be clean cut, pristine, whatever and whatnot and stuff like that. Like I do here, it's just going to be straight raw, straight funny, whatever. Um, so yeah, I have that next month as well. Uh, what else we got? That's it. I mean, like I said, I have two more months. I already have next month planned. Um, June is, like I said, around the corner. So I have to get that one planned as well. I have some ideas for some guests, so we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, I bet I'm I'm very excited towards the end of this season that it's starting to get really good. It's kind of like, why didn't this shit happen in like February, March? But it did a lot. Of, this is a pretty, really good season. And this is during the tail end of the whole COVID shit. So, um, like I said. Um, I can still meet with people, but the thing is what I'm doing now is like, I'm just doing zoom videos with people because, uh, it's not that I don't want to meet them here. It's not that I want to, ha- I don't want to like have a good conversation in person and, and talk and stuff like that. I just feel like it's better for them and more comfortable for them to do it through zoom. You know, you're at home, you're comfortable um, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to waste any gas. So it's like, eh, you know, hey, let's do it to Zoom. And especially if I'm going to be talking to people other on the other side of the country, in LA or New York or in Florida or in, in, in Philadelphia or whatever. Um, I don't want them coming all the way over here. I don't want to go all the way over there. So, um, yeah, this is going to be really good, really good season for me. I'm, I'm glad. Um, next season five, uh, that's something I don't have an idea for. And I think that's okay. 
I might do the same layout as this year or I might do something different. Um, you know, on Instagram, I tend to ask a lot of questions like, hey, do you guys enjoy these episodes? Do you prefer this? Do you prefer that? Nobody really responds. But the ones that do respond, I'm like, okay, I know you guys watch it and I know you guys listen. So that's really good. But um, I don't know if I should go back to doing just straight guest or I should just keep the same format. I'm not sure. So we'll see. Um, but yes, yeah, so I don't have June ready at all. When? She's not going to go. Just leave her there. Anywho, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Another notification. <sighs> Anywho, um, what else was I gonna talk about? I don't remember. Um, I should have wrote this out. Oh, well, since it's coming out later in the month, but so we are going to talk about this. Um, uh, street vendors. So all these people in L.A., well, not in L.A., but they're in California. Uh, a lot of these street vendors are getting murdered um, in broad daylight. And um, we're just finding out about this now, but this has been going on for uh, a very long time. And when I talked to my guest, Stephen and Jose... Um, they gave me a lot of good information about how things work over there on the West Coast, you know, um, with the gangs and stuff like that and the, and the street vendors. Um, you know, some gangs own different parts or territories of the city, and if the street vendors want to go through there, they either have to pay up in order to go through there or... Um, you know, they buy from them. Or they, they clean them out. But, um, you know, a lot of people, they said back then they, they wouldn't mess with them, you know. Because it's a, it's a small business, it's a local business, they're Hispanic. You know, a lot of Hispanic gangs, you know, they back up. You know, and they, they protect their own. But um, now it's just a lot of different. And, um, like I said, we're just hearing about this now. And it really sucks because these people are... Just minding their own business. They're doing they're doing what they're doing. It's their local it's a local business. You know, they're selling elotes, they're selling paletes, they're selling flowers, they're selling cotton candy. Um you know, men and women, it's not just men. And they're either getting bullied, they're getting murdered, they're getting harassed, they're getting beat up, their carts are getting beat up, they're um their food or their um, merchandise is getting stolen. And sometimes it's, it's all up on Twitter. It's all on, on YouTube. It's all on Instagram. It's all on, you know, TikTok. These videos of these people harassing these people and stuff like that. And um, it's just not right. You know, they caught the guy that, that murdered that man. I think his name was Lorenzo. The one that, uh, the street vendor that got murdered. And, um... It's very sad, like I said, but we're very blessed that that doesn't happen here in Houston because, like I said, they're they're strapped and they don't go in certain parts and stuff like that. But I think right here in the South, I think we're 
we know not to mess with people like that. So, and you know, we, we, we support our own down here as well. But like I said, guys, uh, I post about it on Instagram. I, um, I mention it and I know you guys are probably sick of it. That's why not a lot of people are watching my stories. I get that, but this is something that's very important, you know, um, regardless of if we're not in LA, in California, we're not in Sacramento, Fresno, um, San Francisco, you know, um, if we're, we're not in those areas, I'm not from there. I live here in Houston. You guys know that, but, um, I will talk about it and I will share it about what's going on with these people because even though I have no blood connection with them, I have no relation with them at all, they are still Hispanic, Latino, Mexican, whatever you want to call them. You know, just don't call them Latinx. But, you know, we have to stand up and support our own as well. You know, we have to defend them and protect them because, like I said, they're small businesses. And, you know, um, street vendors have been very present in our culture and our society for a very, 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 very long time. Since the beginning of time, pretty much. And, you know, uh, people love going to them. You know, you get uh, elotes or paletes or whatever. And, you know, it's not just Hispanic street vendors. There's a lot of different street vendors in different cultures and different parts of the world. But um, like I was saying before, and I said this to myself, I think if this was some kind of street vendor like in New York, like a hot dog street vendor or somebody that says gyros or or whatever, I think it would be all over the news because it's New York City. But since it's um, somewhere in California to somebody who they necessarily don't care about, um, it's not big news. So, um, but we have to make it big news. We have to keep talking about it. We have to keep showing it. And like I said, I made a post about this, like I think last week, where a lot of people that I know, Hispanic people, are not talking about this. And um, you guys might get upset because, like, I'm I'm uh, throwing them under the bus, but it's true. Um, Mija culture. You guys aren't saying anything about it. You know, you guys are my friends. I support you guys. I support your small business, but you guys are not being vocal about this as well. You're not. You know, um, you guys have gone to California. You guys have done small pop-up shops over there. You, people from California buy your stuff, you know, and you guys benefit from the culture, from our culture a lot, you know, hot Cheetos, and, and elotes and, and corn in the cup and, and stuff like that. And you put this at your pop-up shops. You know, you use the aesthetic of our culture to sell. And yet, when it affects people of our own, you guys are silent. You know? And I don't think that's necessarily correct. Because all through last year, you know, you guys supported BLM. You were very vocal about it. You know, you were always posting something about it to support this, support back black businesses, and to support all this and this and this and that. Which, yeah, that's cool, you know? You don't have to tell me to do that. I will do that regardless, regardless of if it's during a pandemic, regardless. I will support 
if I enjoy their products or I like their food, I will support them. But you guys have not said anything about the Latinos or the Hispanics. You guys have not said anything about the street vendors. You guys have not said anything about stop Latino hate. You guys aren't saying anything about it. And this is a challenge, pretty much. If any of you guys know my Mija culture, or if Carla and, and Joanna, if you're listening this to yourself, guys, I'm challenging you to step up and to say something. You guys have a platform as well. You know, if you, if you guys believe in this, then you should say something. If you don't, then why not? You know, like you said in one of our episodes, you want to be on the right side of history. Well, then be on the right side of, of something that you should care about, you know, because you guys want to talk about white people and talk about supporting black businesses, black businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool, you know, but now it's time to support your own people, support Latino businesses, support, stop Latin brown hate, you know, I'm challenging you guys, um, Daniela Cambrona, um, you too, you know, as well, um, all last year, you were promoting Black Lives Matter as well. Um, you didn't come on my show because of that. You felt uncomfortable to talk about that. And you were upset that I was not going to address that. You know, that was not going to be my, that was not my, um, that was not what is important to me at that time because this episode that I was going to do with you was going to be mainly about you and your YouTube channel and stuff like that. But you took it to a whole new level and you said you would not do my show because I did not agree with your views. So, you know what? I said, okay, that's understandable. I get it. You know, best luck up to you and hopefully we get to work in the future. You know, I was, I took the high road. I became the bigger man about it. But I still kept up with your page. You have not said anything at all. On my personal page, you have not said anything. You have not liked anything. You have not one peep at all. And like I said, you're a person that supported the BLM. Okay, that's cool, you know. But you're a first-generation Mexican. Came from Mexico. You know, you would think that you would be with the stop Latino hate because, like I said, not just black people are racially profiled. We are racially profiled as well. And I know you've gotten that as well. Um, but you have not said anything at all. You posted something about some Guatemalan lady who got murdered in Mexico or something like that, which I didn't hear about it, which is very sad as well. But that was just for like one day. You have not said anything else about that. That's understandable. But... Like I said, if you're going to be for one cause, you should be for something else as well, if it really matters to you. But obviously, like I said, it doesn't matter. But if you are listening to this, or if you somebody that knows her is listening to this, I challenge her to promote this, talk about this, stop Latino hate, protect our street vendors, you know, because it's important. Um, who else can I say? You know. Nothing Matters podcast. Um, I'm challenging you guys. If you're listening to this, uh, I get it. your podcast is not all about that. You don't like talk politics. I get it. You like sitting there, drinking your red wine, talking about nothing matters, whatever. But you guys are Hispanic as well. Both of you are. You cannot deny it. 
you are Hispanic. And, of course, you have benefited from our culture as well. You know, um, you get a lot of recognition because you guys are chicks. That's cool. But you guys have a platform as well. You guys should speak up as well. Stop Latino hate. Protect our street vendors. Because even though you think it doesn't affect you, it does affect you. You know? And I hate to throw shade, but, you know, um, when we, when I was working with them, I was like, hey, guys, you should talk about Hispanic Heritage Month. Because, like, hey, you might as well. You guys, hey, happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, that kind of left a bad taste in their mouths because they did not want to talk about that. And I was like, at least just recognize it. No. And it proved to me that you guys don't want to talk about who you are, what you are, what you should be proud of. You know, I challenge you guys to do something like that. Use your platform, just like I'm using mine. Regardless if it's not talking about what I talk about, um, use it. Say something. Because you can really affect a lot of people if you can. Um, You know, there's other people, you know, there's people that talk about it all the time. You know, Jose from Ranting with Ramos talks about it. Um, Mega Man talks about it. You know, the the food community, Food's Gone Wild. You know, a lot of these guys that are in L.A. that affects them, they're talking about it. But nobody over here on in the South or nobody on, on the East Coast is talking about it because, like I said, it doesn't affect them. But it should affect them because it's, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. You know, and like Jose said, we are sleeping giant. And, you know, one of these days it's, we're going to wake up and it's going to be a problem for everybody, you know. And like I said, I've talked to some people who responded to me posting about the street vendors and how we need to stand up. You know, in our community, we don't really like conflict. We don't want to get into conflict with anybody. You know, it's like, hey, we just want to be like, hey, chill, calm down. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll fix this, we'll, you know, without any um confrontation or anything like that and um i don't think that's what we need right now what we need is to stand up for ourselves and to say something because if the black community can do that if the asian community can do that if the middle eastern community can do that if the uh any other community can say what they feel and what they think is wrong and what should be right it works out for them but we don't and I think we need to. Like, I talked to a lot of the guys, and I agree with this as well. We need to pull aside all our BS, put aside our egos, and we all need to come together. Puerto Ricans, Salvadorians, Guatemalans, Hondurians, Colombians, Brazilians, Chileans, uh, Mexicans, uh, Cubans, you know, Spaniards as well. We all need to come together. And we all need to stand up for each other as one and become one because you know for far too long they mess with our culture they mess with our people and we don't say nothing you know um for an example that i saw if you guys don't know about the history of dodger stadium um it used to be a community where a lot of i think it was low-income hispanic uh, families lived but when the Dodgers were coming to L.A. back in the early 60s, um, 
I think it either was the gov the the mayor of New Cup, the mayor of L.A., or the governor, whoever, uh, approved of them building Dodger Stadium in that area where the Hispanics were. And what they did is that they dragged all those people out there, they ran them out of their their homes, and teared down that community and built Dodger Stadium. And they now call it was Cesar Chavez Ravine, which is like a very shitty slap in the face of those people who some of them died. You know, people lost their homes. People lost their lives just because of a team wanted to move there, you know, and it's horrible. But like I said, we need to come as one. We need to be as one. We cannot. We have to stop letting go. We can let our go our egos and we need to be better. We need to be a better example for our generation now and for the future generations because it's not it's never going to stop. You know, things like this are going to continue to happen. But if we get the the thing the ball going and saying, "Hey, look, this is what you do. This is what we need to stop." You know, um there's a quote that says um and I'm going to read this if I can find it. If you don't get out there and try to solve your own problems, it's never going to change. So we know there's a lot of things that aren't changing in our community and a lot of things that aren't changing in our lives. You know, um, if we don't go out there and say something, it's never going to change. So if we don't go out there and protect these street vendors, if we don't go out there and stop and stop the, the hate against Latinos and brown people, it's never going to change. And we're just going to be like sitting here and be like, hey, things need to change. Well, let's go out there. No, I don't I don't want that. I don't want that smoke in my butt, you know. So we need we need just we need to change, you know. Point and simple, like I said, I'm I'm calling you guys out. Miha culture. Nothing matters. Um, Daniela Cabrera. Um, some of you other guys, too, you know, um. Flower Bay, who is a friend of mine that I grew up with in school, uh, Michelle, you all have been posting about BLM, Black Lives Matter, but you know what? You are Hispanic as well, and it's time for you to stand up for your own people as well, because, yeah, it's cool to fight for somebody else, but when it affects you and your own people, you need to stand up and say something as well. Because then that makes you look like a hypocrite. So I challenge you as well, Michelle, to say something. All you other guys, too. Um, Camera Colt. Guys, I know you. You're good friends. I know you. You know, you have talked about stuff like that on your page. Um, I challenge you to, to post something about Stop Latino Hate. Because it's important. You guys are Latino. You guys have benefited from our culture you benefit from the aesthetic and i think it's time for you guys to say something now i'm not throwing in a shade and not being rude to you guys and not being mean you guys know that i'm not that kind of guy to you but i am challenging you to step up use your platform and to say something because it's very important you know um anybody else too Latino podcaster, Latino influencer, step up and say something, post about it, you know, 
don't just say, oh, I'm for that, and then never say nothing about it. Post about it. Talk about it. Let people know. Share the awareness, you know. I'm here in Houston, but my friends out there in California that are fighting this fight, I stand with them. You know, even though I'm hours away, thousands of miles away, I still want to stand up and help them out, you know. And it's funny, too, because there's something that's going on here in, in Texas as well. Um, in Austin, there's a community where it, it's a lot of, like, old classic cars. So, you know, like, L.A., the whole, uh, I want to say, uh, the whole culture where it's, like, old school cars, trucks, you know, a lot of Hispanics go out and do, like, their Sunday drives and stuff like that, and they meet up at a park and stuff like that. Well, they have a community like that in Austin. And the... Um, I forgot the name of the park. I'm going to find the park because I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> so give me one second. It's in Austin. Uh, it is called at Edward Rendon Park. And what that is, is there's a condo or apartments, whatever you want to call it, called the Weaver. They're new Austin residents, so that means either... They're not from Texas or they're not from Austin, but they have complained about the meetups that they have um, be- at the park because it um, projects male toxic masculinity, which is total bullshit because um, if you look hard, it's not even, you don't even look hard. Um, there's a lot of women that have nice cars as well. They're a part of that community as well. You know, they take part in those events as well. And how's it toxic masculinity if they're a part of it as well? It's, it's, it's stupid. But it, it's, you know, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what kind of beef they have with these people. I understand maybe it blocks off the park and people want to go to the park. And spend, okay, that, that's understandable. But it's like, hey, man, these people don't do nothing to you. Why are you trying to mess with them? And start crap um but yeah um i heard about this from this guy he is a instagrammer he also has a tiktok as well let me find his name i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna highlight him he's a really good guy if you follow his tiktok as well damn where is he at (laughs) give me one second guys anyways i can't find him (laughs) i know i have him but um yeah, anyways, he, he had talked about it, and he posted it on his, his Instagram. And I um I saw that, and I read the article, and I was like, wow, that's total crap. And I posted it as well, because I think it's really stupid. And I was like, hey, man, let me know where this at. I'll go help them support them. And I was like, I don't, I don't live that far from Austin. I, I go over there right now. But, yeah, it, I feel like they're they're targeting, I feel like they're targeting Hispanic communities and stuff like that. Yeah, don't do nothing to nobody. And they feel like they're easy targets because, like I said, we don't do nothing. We don't say nothing. But um, as I say, as we all say, no mas, no more. Can't can't let this happen anymore. You know, we need to stand up for our rights. And um, we shouldn't be getting bullied for shit like this. You know, we're peaceful people. We don't do anything. Um, we, we mind our own business. You know, we don't try to get into other people's businesses and start crap, you know. But um, we can't, we got to stop that. We have to say something. We need to be 
Uh, we need to stand up for ourselves and defend ourselves. Um, you know, not necessarily fight, but we necessarily need to do it the correct way and to speak up and to say something and say, no, that's not right, you know, and stuff like that. So, because like I can assure you, if this was a a black community with their cars and stuff like that, they wouldn't say anything. But since it's Hispanic, of course, they're going to target them because it's like, oh, you know, they're afraid or whatever. It's like, the fuck, they're just there on Sundays hanging out with their family and friends. Showing their cool cars, you know, and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, what else? What was I going to talk about as well? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some more shade to more people. Because uh, I think it's true. Um. Mark um, of um, damn why did I forget the name of your band Rogues Among Us hey man I, I challenge you to say something about Latino hate you know uh, speak up and say something about it I know you're very advocate about BLM but it's time to support you know our people as well um, my cousin Homer I challenge you. You, uh, you know, should say something as well. Who else am I going to say? Um, the Houston Astros. You guys were very quiet um, last year. Um, you did speak about BLM, but you did not speak about uh, the murder on Vanessa Guillen or anybody else that was affected that was Hispanic or Latino or Mexican. You guys had just said nothing at all, you know, um, and you guys aren't saying anything now, but I challenge you guys to say something to stop Latino hate because the majority of your team is Latino, you know, Cuban, Mexican, Venezuelan, Puerto Rican, you know, um, Colombian, you know, Cuban, Dominican, there are people that are Latino on your team, you know, um, People have to understand that during the whole civil rights and stuff like that, segregation, blacks weren't, blacks were affected, but also Latinos as well, darker skinned Latinos, you know, um, because they weren't white, you know, maybe if you can, there was a light skinned one, maybe they could pass, but this affected us as well, not just them, it affected us as well, you know, so I, I, um, I challenge you guys, Houston Astros to say something, Texans as well, and the Rockets. And the Dynamo. Um, I have, who else am I going to look up to? Like I said, um, Ricky and um, and David from Camera Call. Like I said, I challenge you guys to say something. I really do, you know, because why not? You know, um, Cactus Music. I challenge you guys to say something about this because, you know, if you're going to be advocate for one, one thing, like I said, you should be advocate for this, you know, uh, who else can I say? Dang. <laughs> A lot of small businesses, you know, like, uh, tacos, bomberos, you know, 
I know you guys have great food, but like I said, I think you should speak up as well. You're a small uh, business. You're a street vendor as well that makes tacos. You know, if something were to happen to you guys, I feel like we would want to speak up and want justice for you. So it's like, why not do that for the people over there in California? Um, who else can I say? Um, was it Bloom and Doom? You guys that have been on the show, Pablo and Angelica. Um, you're probably not listening to this, you know, um, but if you guys do know them, tell them that I challenged them to say something about this. To stop Latino hate. You both are Latinos. You both have stopped talking to me or being associated with me because what I didn't share your views. But now that I am now that I'm saying something that does affect all of us, you guys are silent. So I challenge you guys to say something. Uh, who else can I say? Uh, a lot of the Latino podcasters, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Southern, whatever you guys that follow me, I challenge all you guys. And you know what? All everybody else, I don't, it doesn't have to be Latino. I challenge you all to say something about this. Stop the Latino hate. You see this? You know, I support the stop Asian hate because it's very horrible what they're doing to the Asian community as well. But you know what? They're doing it to us as well as Latinos. So all you people that support BLM and stop Asian hate, stop Latino hate as well. Support that as well. You know, um, give me one second. I'll be right back. I have to go and do something really quick. All right. All right. So like I said, I challenge you guys. I challenge everybody that supported BLM, supported the stop Asian hate, um, support this as well. You know, because as I said, as Latinos, we always... Go and support others when they feel like they're getting um, abused by the system or whatever by people. We go and stand with you guys. You know, a lot of Hispanic people stood up last year with BLM. You can see it. But when it came time to stand up for Vanessa Ginn, who was murdered, who was going to serve her country, who was serving her country, nobody said nothing. Not at all. Nothing for Gregory Morales as well. Nothing for um, the other guy that got murdered who got chopped up and thrown into the sea. Nobody said anything about him. All these other people that have been murdered that were in the service that were going to protect us, who signed up to save, to protect their country. None of us have said anything. I said something for Vanessa again. You guys can clearly, you can't call me out and say that I didn't because I did an episode about it. I was there at the march when we had it here. You know, and... Now that there's something that that's affecting us as Latinos, nobody wants to say anything. But you know what? No. Everybody, we need to stand up and we need to say something. You know, we have, you know, I have people that are saying that the black people over there are saying, stop, you know, Latino hate and stuff like that, you know. And um, it just needs to stop, so... Anyways, um, yeah, so um, before I go, I do want to talk about ooh, the episode that I didn't get to, I didn't get to do on Wednesday. Um, so I was supposed to do an episode with Bruce Mejia of First Works Baptist Church, which you guys have heard me talk about for like a whole month, pretty much, maybe like since February. Um, we were scheduled to do something and it, it fell through again. So this is the second time 
And you know what? I think maybe this is just a, a sign of God telling me, like, maybe it's just not best if you have him on your podcast. You know? And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take that and just be like, okay, sure, if you think so. And, um, yeah, I mean, Pastor Bruce, if you're seeing this, hey, look, I, I, I respect you. I, you know, I hope you are doing well. And um, I hope that the church is... Uh, blossoming and you know i hope you guys are doing god's work and stuff like that um but i probably best idea if we just don't do our episode um if you do reach out to me like i said i wish you the best of luck i hope we do keep in contact and see how your church is doing as well you know and maybe we might do something in the future who knows maybe it's just not the right time but anyways um yeah uh this has been um it's been pretty good like i said um with some interruptions, but what are you going to do, you know? Um, but yeah, this has been Inside the North Side Podcast. Let me go and do my intro music. Like I said, guys, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on... I made a TikTok, but I don't know how to use it, so... Um, I did make a Patreon, so... Sooner or later, I'll be posting to stuff like that on Patreon. If you want to follow me on Patreon, you can subscribe. Um, you can go to my link tree. You, I have my YouTube channel. Like I, like I said, I post the videos on YouTube. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? You can follow me on Facebook. I don't really know if I want to keep my Facebook uh, because I get more uh, interactions on Instagram. And, you know, I, I think it's like a lot of the older generation is using Facebook more. And they don't necessarily keep up with, like, pages and, 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 and groups and stuff like that. They're just on there just to just be on there. So, um, I don't know. Maybe in the, fu- in the future I might get rid of my, my Facebook. Who knows? Um, I don't really necessarily use my my facebook profile for the podcast that much anyways um but yeah what else um like i said i have patreon you can follow me on twitter uh i don't really necessarily want to have a twitter for for the podcast i did it because comic palooza said i needed one because i wanted to be part of the program but um it's just like whatever uh i do have a twitch I need to be more uh, vocal on Twitch and stuff like that. That's a uh, territory that a lot of podcasters are trying to go to. Um, like I said, I do my videos on Instagram on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes if it's like random days, I might do a random day. Um, what else? Um, trying to think what else I got to talk about. Uh, follow me on Spotify. Um, you know, leave me a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, you can follow me and subscribe to me on Google Podcasts. Uh, I am on iHeartRadio, so you can go ahead and check me out on there. Um, like I said, I'm on YouTube. Um, what else am I on? <laughs> I'm on a lot of things. Uh, I did order the stickers, you guys, so I will have some fresh, brand new stickers coming in. They will not be the same material as they were last time because that was just the first print. So if you guys got like the sparkly uh, H-Town sign or the sparkly um, uh, NASA inspired one, then you guys have 
the good ones. Um, the ones that are coming out now, they're kind of simple and basic. Um, you know, I think the, I think the, the only one that's different is this H town star. I mean the North side star. So I think if I remember, I might have to go back and check that. But anyways, so I ordered new stickers. I didn't order the pins as well. So I'm going to do that as well. Um, what else do I have? Um, t-shirts still working on that. I know I've been saying that for like the longest time ever, but, um, I'm going to go again and find somebody that can make t-shirts. I kind of want to make t-shirts where it's just like the logos, like, like this pretty much circular. And it's just like outlined black and white pretty much. Uh, I know that I wanted to have on the back where it says make Northside great again, but, um, I might just leave that for like hats or something. I don't know. Oh, what else can I say? That's pretty much it. Like I said, t-shirts are coming probably during the summer. Um, stickers are coming out. I, like I said, I just ordered them today. I need to order some pins as well. Um, uh, like I said, I don't know if you have anything merch-wise. Um, if you guys are listening, anybody that's an artist out there that draws or does like animation or whatever, um, please reach out to me. I'm trying to find some local artists or maybe some artists out there that would be willing to work with me as a podcast to do like some new designs. I do have an uh, idea for a design that I think would be really cool for a sticker or like a t-shirt, but, um, I need to have like somebody like do it for me. But yeah, I mean, if you want to reach out to me, you can, you can find me on Instagram. Like I said, if you cannot find any of my social media guys and you have a hard time, go to my link tree. It's www.linktr.ee slash capital I T N S. Um, you find all my social media there. If you guys want to donate to my podcast, you can, I have my cash app. I have my PayPal. I have my Venmo. Um, like I said, all this does, you know, this is me personally out of my money doing this. Um, but also the money that Joe Biden gave us. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Joe, for that. Um, you know, because of you, we wouldn't have all these stimulus checks and stuff like that. So thank you for the money. Come on, man. Hey, I'm giving you props, dude. So, um, but yeah, I got a lot of merch on the way. Um, I have some new ideas for stuff like that. Um, I want to make koozies. That'd be pretty cool. But I'll, again, I don't know. Um, nobody seems really interested in like the merch, but Hey, since I'm starting a Patreon, maybe you guys will. Um, yeah, I need to work on like shipping and stuff like that. I don't, I don't necessarily fuck with all that situation, but I need to have like a little labeling shipping label machine. I know they're pretty expensive. So once I come up with that, then I can work on shipping shirts and stuff like that to people. So, but yeah, this has been Inside the North Side. I appreciate you guys checking out the episode with me. Sorry for the little distractions or interruptions and stuff like that. Um, that's just where I'm at. Um, like I said, check out the episodes before. Um, get ready for the episodes this month. It's going to be really fun. Check me out on YouTube. Check out the episode. Follow share like whatever and uh, yeah guys i'll see y'all later